Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Happy New Year again from the Music of America podcast and our guest today, Kieran Wood from Grand Island, Nebraska. And we'll talk with Kieran and about his djembe after we talk about Jingle Lingo. The jingle that hits like a single. That's the slogan for Jingle Lingo, an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and professional personal jingle to promote and position your business and make it stand out above the crowd. Think of all the musical jingles you may have heard through the years, right? Who came up with that? Who wrote that jingle? Well, Jingle Lingo can and will put your business into higher vision and focus on all your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom-made, custom-designed with you and for you through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter Conti Davis-Jackson. Check them out today and get to work on your personalized musical jingle from Jingle Lingo, www.jinglelingo.com, the jingle that hits like a single. Kieran Wood, our guest today, and I'm really excited about this, Kieran, because I only had one guest so far this year that's focusing primarily on the djembe. There's a djembe orchestra out of uh, Colorado, maybe Colorado Springs, but it's not just djembe. He has a whole orchestra of djembes, so they have tenor and bass, and they do some vocals. They sing on top of them, but for the most part, they're... And then they're singing songs on top of it. So it's kind of cool. And there's about anywhere from 20 to 50 people in the orchestra on any given day. That's it's kind of fun. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about you. We, we had this conversation off off mic. So uh, with a name like Kieran Wood that plays the djembe, whose favorite sport is soccer, there's obviously some African influence in there. Yes. So the way I kind of got thrown into kind of landed on being a west african percussionist is my father um the late morgan wood he was a percussionist drummer entertainer what have you from ghana which is Uh a country in west africa um he toured internationally for um 30 35 years um most popular with the band called the Great Pilsners. Um, fun fact: they actually their their one and only um, album that they released won uh, Record of the Year. Uh, and back in seventy eight, seventy nine. Wow, that's impressive. So, um, you know, award winning. You know, um, percussionist. So he came to actually flew straight from Grand Island or straight from Ghana to Grand Island, Nebraska to come play in a, uh, an, uh, a reggae band called Ashanti. Um, it was a family friend of his who was the band leader reached out to him. He's like, Hey, I'm in between tours. I need, I need a drummer. And he decides to come, you know, the plan was to, you know, be here in you know, tour for a year make a CD, and then my dad would be on his way. Things didn't pan out, and he ended up settling down here, meeting my mom, and I came into the picture, and I've been drumming and doing the percussion thing 
for longer than I can remember. So wow. he taught me, oh goodness, I think I was probably six months when I had my first drum lesson. <laughs> so I've been doing it a while. I guess. No, the djembe is not the only percussion no. instrument you play. That's just no. the one you're known for, correct? Yes. And what other percussion instruments do you dabble in or play with? Um, I do uh, like Latin percussion, so congas, bongos, timbales. I do, you know, the guido, the shakers, all the different kinds of things. Uh-huh. Um, I do, you know, I play a dabble in orchestral percussion. Um, I am one of the percussionists in the Hastings Symphony Orchestra over in uh, Hastings, Nebraska. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm also, I also run a high school drum line here in Grand Island. So uh, a little marching percussion, uh-huh. um, you know, play drum set, do, you know, jazz, funk, R&B, reggae, you know, pretty much, you know, rock, all try to be as much of a versatile percussionist as I can be. Are you sort of a, a hired gun, you know, Definitely. where... Definitely. Where a band needs a drummer and you sit in, or oh goodness, yeah, the session work that I do. Um, yeah, do you play out? I do. Um, I have goodness anywhere from three to seven bands that I play with. Um, wow! <laughs> but then again, you know, in Nebraska, and pretty just like anywhere, right? If you're a drummer or a bass player, or a percussionist, you're normally playing in you know five to seven bands, just because they're always in need. Right. And if you want to make a living at it. Right. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> in Grand Island, Nebraska. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me started on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though, you know, I try, you know, I'm 23 years old. I'm trying to make a living doing this. So I'm trying to take every opportunity that I can both, you know, to get, you know, gig opportunities as well as just improve as a musician. Well, you're so young, I got to ask some of these questions that just yes. sound fun because it's such a unique instrument. Yes. How did you go about getting your first paid gig? Oh, goodness. Um, for me, my first paid gigs um, actually were in church, I would say. Um, my dad, you know, being one of the sure gigs that you can, you know, he would, you know, take a gig playing at church and he would you know, play drums, but then he'd bring a couple congas or a djembe or something. Uh-huh. And like, hey, come join me. Um, So those were my, I mean, in terms of like gigging actively, those were probably some of my first experiences doing that. Played at a variety of churches. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It kind of helped me, you know, learn about, you know, religion, specifically uh-huh. Christianity and stuff too. Um, there's nothing like a good hymn or a good song to teach you about theology has always kind of been my my go-to saying. That's so funny because uh, with you know with Christmas season here, I was oh. having a conversation with a, one of the, the women I went to grade school with who went to a Catholic grade school, and I've known her for, whatever, 60 years. And uh, she was talking about Christian Christmas music and just how joyous and beautiful it is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was always a traditionalist, the Carol of the Bells, Joy to the World, or Holy Night. But uh, when Amy, I think it was Amy Grant came out with Mary Did You Know years ago, oh, that song is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, it humanizes Mary. Right. Which the Catholic Church just doesn't, you know. <laughs> they emulate Mary. Oh, man, you're going to get me canceled. No. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, so did he. 
Right. He Fair got enough. canceled the worst way. <laughs> so as a songwriter, I'm curious about this because we've actually got songs, individual songs yes. of yours. You sit down at a piano and you write a melody, right? And mm -hmm. Or you write lyrics and you add a melody to it. How do you write a song for the djembe? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, at least for me, when it comes to writing, you know, percussion music, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you always, you always try to get a groove or something started and you kind of, you know, you have melody and harmony on all of those things. They obviously appear differently because, you know, djembe really has three basic sounds. You've got your bass tone in the middle your tone on the edge, and then the slap is just kind of an extra garnish. Um, it's a very, goodness, it's one of the hardest techniques to do. And it took, and it takes most people, you know, years to perfect it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, trying to create grooves, you know, kind of let, create a kind of an underbelly of sorts, and then just be able to, you know, take instruments and creates you know solos or create you know patterns that kind of interlock with each other to kind of create some interplay some interactions so to speak um between yeah. the between all of the instruments and stuff um in regards to my solo work i would say you know you try to i would i, I would it was one of those things where you try to kind of interlock grooves and interlock rhythms and try to tell a story with the music and kind of let it ebb and flow as it goes. Is it through the emotion that you're expressing and how you're I hitting the drum and where you're hitting the drum? Definitely. Um, there's a term in the djembe community. Um, it's called djembe fola. So some translations just say it's like master drummer, but in the Mendang language, which is native to the re really the western points of Africa, so Guinea, Mali, um, little parts of Senegal, Sierra Leone, a lot of those types of countries, djembe fola means drum speaker or who the person who makes the drum speak. Uh-huh. So the way that the solo, you know, the solos are supposed to tell a story is back in the day, these drums were used for communication. So say, for instance, you know, and every culture has their own version of this. Mm -hmm. over there. You know, say, for instance, there's a fire. Yeah. There's a certain, you know, there's a certain drum pattern that's communicates. Hey, there's a fire. Okay. Hey, he's coming to town. There's a certain drum, you know, pattern for that. Uh-huh. It's a very, it used to be a very functional thing, but now I mean, not to say that the function isn't there. I mean, there are still rhythms and stuff that even, you know, I can't play because of who they're made for. Explain that. Ex explain that. That's that's you kind of lost me on that. So the it's rhythm, it's still a rhythm. Mm -hmm. But the expression of that rhythm, you've got to be, be able to play it a certain way to convey. It's more the context surrounding the rhythms. Like there are certain rhythms of, say, for instance, like the traditional religions of uh -huh. the cultures and stuff, which I'm not a practice. I'm, I don't practice. Uh huh. Right. I know about those rhythms, mm -hmm. but to play them, it's just like, you know, basically you know, a lot of them are meant to call out to certain deities and to possess people. 
Oh, okay. okay. And I'm, and maybe, you know, this is just me being superstitious or, you know, whatever it may be. Those rhythms, I believe, if I were to play them, it's like holding a seance, basically. It's like almost inviting those spirits or, or, or whatever uh, into your life. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have the art, you have the craft of being able to call those spirits in. Right. But it's I like mean, it's like having a tea party and like, I don't know how to make tea. <laughs> right, right, right. And and you call that jembe fola. So jembe fola is just the term um, of making the drum speak, but yes. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is that's the first song we're going to listen to. It is. Very smooth segue. You did that very well. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Wood's our guest. Kieran Wood, I did this earlier. Kieran Wood is, is, is our guest from Grand Island, Nebraska, here on the Music of America podcast. And the first song of his we're going to hear is just that. It's Jembe Fulla.
Jembe Fola with Kieran Wood, Grand Island, Nebraska, here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Happy New Year this week, and hopefully it's coming to your town this year. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, and most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene probably in like 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or you enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and different rewards. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for that same song. Existing bands are featured performing iconic songs to display new and emerging local talent. And then the live music patrons get value by participating and voting for their favorite musical combinations. It's really kind of a fun concept. It's called Flash Jam. Coming to a market near you, Flash Jam. Welcome to the show. Kieran, I, I brought up that particular sponsor because I wondered what it's like for you to sit in and if you've ever sat in and said you've been at a show or something and said hey I got this piece that would fit perfect in that song have you done that oh my goodness yes I love me a good jam I love being able to kind of come up with something kind of on the spot one of the many bands that I play in um, is called Das Dat, D-A-S-D-A-T. We're a nine-piece funk, R&B, Latin, whatever, whatever have you. Band. I just love the name, man. I just love the name, Das Dat. <laughs> I did my, my drummer, Malcolm, for that. Well, anyway, um, you know, I, we have pl I've played, what, like seven gigs with these guys, and I've yet to sit down and have a practice. Oh, Wow. That's amazing. The they send me the songs on the set list. I take a listen to them and I just show up and I jam, right? Yeah. My philosophy, especially as a percussionist playing alongside a drummer, my my goal is always to complement what the drummer's doing. I don't okay. want to step on the drummer's toes. If they're laying down a four on the floor, I'm going to be hitting the offbeats, so to speak. And really trying to create that ebb and flow, create that atmosphere with all of the other instruments that are going on. Especially as a percussionist, I have, you know, an arsenal of instruments to choose from, you know, mm -hmm. I've got congas, I've got bongos, I've got djembe, I've got shakers, I've got, you know, wind chimes and stuff. So I really have, you know, an opportunity that, you know, it's like having an effects pedal, but they're real life instruments. That's right? that's that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like a, an effects pedal for a drummer, right. but it's another human. Exactly. That's so cool. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I have an amazing opportunity to really just accentuate everything that's going on. Yeah. Um. You know, I think about the growing amount of percussionists even joining like touring bands. Like, oh goodness, I was watching. So Bruce Springsteen on his last tour mm -hmm. and he had a percussionist and I'm like, I've never thought, you know, a rocker like Bruce Springsteen ever needing a conga player, yeah. but oh my goodness, watching the video, it's like, it adds so much. 
It really does. And I've noticed that on, uh, on the musicians that I watch back in my, back in my day, <laughs> you know, you, you'd have a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer, and a vocalist. And sometimes the vocalist was the guitar player or the bass player or the drummer. So a four piece would be sometimes a three piece. Every once in a while, you'd get a five piece. But now you're seeing the guys showing up on concert and they have a drummer that's just loaded. Right? Oh my goodness, yes. And then you've got a percussionist too. And I'm like, that's too much. And it never is. It never is. It's always so much how the percussionist compliments, not always just the drummer compliments the song. You know, he might have to run his fingers through the chimes once in a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. One of my favorite stories about Shakers, for example, and I tell this a lot here, but uh, the song, I think it's Sweet Emotion. Yeah, Sweet Emotion mm-hmm. by Aerosmith. Yes, so what's yeah. the what's the, the clapper thing oh, called? Oh, about Clap- the... Goodness, what am I... It's like a clapper bell or something like that. It goes... Okay. It breaks while he's recording it. And so if you listen to the song Sweet Emotion, you'll hear him doing this... And then in the song you'll hear what sounds like egg shakers. Well, he was uh-huh. reaching in this bag of miscellaneous uh-huh. uh, hand percussions, and he couldn't find a shaker egg, and he wanted to use one. He goes, hang on a minute. He w- ran into the bake room, uh, break room, grabbed a uh, sugar packet, held it up to a microphone. He says, have your producer crank this up. And he starts with a bag of sugar. Brilliant. Absolutely right. brilliant. Because right. you get the sound, you get the effect, and all he did was improvise with a bag of sugar. Right. That kind of stuff is what guys like you do that just blow me away. You know? Yeah, no. I've I don't think I've ever had to resort to egg sh- you know, or uh resort to sugar packets. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, I, I like to get creative with the stuff that I do. Um, you know, I've definitely had moments where you know, say for instance, I you know, I bring my gig bag to you know to a gig. It's like, yeah, maybe I just need a tambourine shaker, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of a set, I'm having to like you know run around the stage, grab my gig bag, and like dig for something. Like, I need, I need this instrument. You felt, yeah, you know, and it's like, especially playing on some of the stages, you know, that I do like. I am definitely a threat to a lot of sound people just because you know, <laughs> how am I supposed to mic all this stuff? Yeah. But, you know, coming from, you know, the tradition I come from, you know, back in Africa, most of the time we don't have mic, you know, we don't use microphones. Right, right. You know, it's kind of, I feel like an opera singer sometimes when I'm playing like the hand percussion. It's like, yeah, no, I can do this and I can cut through without a microphone. But it definitely always helps in the end to mic my stuff up because then I'm not having like super duper swollen hands afterwards. <laughs> Have you invented a sound, you know, like uh, uh, plastic washers in a, in a Mason jar or something like that. Have you invented something that you use for a song? Um, let me think. Not that I can think of. No, there's nothing I've, there's nothing that I've that I've put together. I might have thought of things, but because uh-huh. we talk about how creative this is, 
Mm -hmm. I would think that would be a good source of creativity expressions. Like I heard a chipmunk chewing on an acorn or whatever. And I got this idea. Yeah, no, I, I guess I've never really dug into that creative side. I'm just going to whatever. Well, you're only 23, dude. You get, you get the rest of your life to start. (laughs) The reason I asked, there's a, there's a five piece country band out of Oklahoma city and their drummer is not just a drummer he's a percussionist and he'll he'll do stuff like that he's got a jar that has nails in it oh goodness to get a certain sound for right. one part of one song but that's the tool that he uses right yeah no i mean like i've seen like say for instance like there's a there's a instrument maker who makes like wind chimes out of like different size like car keys that's oh wow like, oh yeah and it's like you know, it has, you know, all of, like, the sounds of wind chimes, but it's, like, since the keys are so small, they don't, like, ring out as much. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, super-duper teeny-tiny. It's, like, probably, oh, goodness, maybe, like, six to eight inches in diameter. So, I mean, like, you can just sneak that somewhere, you know, put it That's right up funny. the microphone and just, you know. Play with I would it. be watching movies if I were in this craft that you have. I would be watching movies not for the movie content, but for the sound effects. Oh my goodness, Foley artists do so much. I was yeah. I've thought about doing it, not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but it's just like the the amount of work that they do to emulate, you know, real life noises yeah. that you take for granted. Yeah. Well see my my background's radio. And right. back in the seven uh seventies, eighties I was uh I was on the air. And even but even as a kid, I used to love the old radio shows. And I loved like they would take just a box that had glass in it and drop it to get that sound effect of broken glass, you know, things like that, just really clever ideas. So when I watch movies, every once in a while, my mind goes off and they're like, well, how'd they get that sound? How'd they do that? Right. Right. They're probably all West Africaners that, that got transplanted to Grand Island. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So your next song is called Fanty Way. What's that about? So, um, so the tribe that my dad comes from is the Fonte tribe of Yanap. So they're um, right along the coast, and they were some of the first people to be, at least in West Africa, to be contacted by Europe. Uh-huh. So, and it's Fonte, not Fanti, my correction. Fonte, Okay, yeah. Um, you know, so that was just kind of the rationale behind it. My dad is actually something my dad and I wrote when I was like, oh my goodness, I was like six. We're just like, yeah, let's come up with a song. Yeah, let's go the Fonty way. You know, it's just oh. kind of, yeah. And it was just, we created a, you know, a rhythm from it. And um, it was actually my dad and I, um, when I, you know, when I was growing up, the name of our band was the Fonty way. So for, for me, it was an homage to him. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I recorded it. This is, so my dad passed um, back in 2020 and I recorded um all of the tracks to my to my album cross cultural connection or EP cross cultural connections, um, in twenty twenty two, like or October of twenty twenty two, so yeah, a lot of it was you know both a combination of me trying to you know communicate all of the things, and I was an homage to my dad and you know thanking him for all of the years he gave me you know to develop my craft. Uh-huh. Um, the two drums that are featured, at least in the solo, um, with with solos, are of course the djembe, and there's another drum called the talking drum. 
So the talking drum, there's different iterations of it um, all across West Africa. They can be as small as, you know, six inches long or, mm. you know, in the even in the northern part of Ghana, like they're I mean, like these are like two, two and a half foot long drums that you basically it slings over your shoulder and it kind of gets stuck in your armpit and you operate there's two 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 uh two sided so you got two drum heads and there are strings that you know put, put tension between them and you squeeze these strings to create to add more tension kind of like uh, a timpani right when you yeah. put pressure down on the pedal the the drum the stre stretches the drum head or puts tension on that drum head to make it higher. Or so you get the higher pitch. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, man, I wish I had it with me right now. I can play uh, <laughs> a twinkle, twinkle little star. Well, uh, we've tried this before, so let's not, because uh, there's something about technology when you try and play live with the setup that I have here that it just it delays tone and and it just ends up with a lot of but it's still it's a really cool idea that you can actually play musical notes just by applying tension and relieving tension on the strings on the on the uh on the drum the what'd you call it the talking drum talking drum yeah <laughs> voice drum talking drum and and you tried which was really cool because that's the fonte way yes it is how about that and that's the next song kieran wood our guest today from grand island fascinating fascinating show talking about percussion and West African percussion and your experiences. I can't wait to find out about more. I've got a couple more things I want to ask you right now, though. We want to hear a song of yours called Fonte Way.
That song called Fonte Way, our guest, Kieran Wood, here on the Music of America podcast, all the way from Grand Island, Nebraska. It's really this simple. You buy Kitty's litter box, open the box, place the litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. When the cat has done their business for maybe a month or so, you close the box and you throw it away. That's it. You just close the box, grab the handle of this biodegradable box, and throw it away. It's perfect for traveling with your favorite feline. It's affordable. It's convenient. That's the one thing I really didn't like about cats, and I don't know how it became my job, but I'm the one that always had to clean the litter box. Well, if Kitty's litter box were around about 20 years ago or so, who knows? Maybe I'd still have cats. Kitty's Litter Box, all lowercase, kittieslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. Kieran Wood, our guest today from Grand Island, Nebraska. Kieran, I wanted to ask you about uh, drum circles. Yes. Do they have them every place you go, or do you have to start them up, or how does that work? Um, You know, I've been fortunate enough. I've, I've been able to, you know, attend a couple drum circles and stuff. Um, around here, actually, there is a guy who has like 40 different djembes that does drum circles and stuff um, here in town, mostly at like senior centers uh-huh. or, a pla- you know, places like that where, you know, you've got kind of a, a community, you know, community centers, should I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny enough, I'm actually, fingers crossed, he's going to be moving to D.C., so I might be coming into contact with some of his drums and maybe being able to keep that drum circle thing um, going. Um, For me, in the musical tradition I come from, drum circles where, where, you know, you have a bunch of people just coming together to play, you know, kind of almost entirely improvised is yeah. not too much of a thing in Africa. There's, you know, there's places where that happens. But for the most part, kind of like, you know, jazz, where you've got improvisation, you've got that, but there's, you for the most part, there's a song form and there are things, you know, there are transition points. You know, you have a set song, okay, you know, here's point A, here's point B. Mm-hmm. How we get from point A to point B doesn't necessarily matter, but as long as we know that there's point A and point B and C and so forth. That's funny because that was one of my other questions. And so let's, since we're there, uh, like in the blues, they talk about one, four, five, right. you know, and in uh, standard songwriting, whatever it's, uh, it's A, B, A, B, A, C, B, C, or whatever, you know, A, B, A, B, right. C, A, B, or something like that. Mm-hmm. In percussion, it's mm-hmm. this part to get you to this part to get you to this part, right? And they're, it's I more mean, linear, in other words. What was that? I'm sorry. It's more linear, right? Yes, like you're traveling. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would say you know it's one of those things. Yeah, the journey is probably different every time, but you end up getting between the same points. Yeah, that's fascinating. Because every time I've seen a drum circle, that's mm-hmm. it's what you just described. It's a bunch of people sitting around with different percussions, mostly djembe. Maybe some bongos or a conga or something, but and it's just everybody taking turns doing their right. and there's always like a foundation beat. Yes. It comes back to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a bunch of a bunch of cats sitting around pounding on their on their drums and stuff, but there's actually a song to that. Mm-hmm. If they keep I, reverting back to a point, right? Right. And that's kind of the thing though, too, that 
at least for me, being part of drum circles, I've always kind of had to fight a little bit of that dissonance. Uh Right. Um, and Remo Percussion for, oh goodness, I think like the past 30 years has put on this huge drum circle. Um, and I got invited. I had a musician friend of mine that was there. He was like, hey, you should totally check out this drum circle. I've always been hesitant to like to join drum circles
for lack of a better word, more street, you know, it's more raw and more natural and not so, uh, it's the same thing what you're talking about, you know, that you've got a certain way of doing things and they have to let go of that. Right. To be open to these other ideas of approaching your music. It's that there's a, the the gentleman I talked to you earlier about that's up in Colorado. His name is Greg Hanson. I'm going to send him an email and have him listen to the show because I know he's going to really dig this. He's probably going to want to reach out to you. And you're not that far from Colorado. You could be oh, there in a day. Right? Right? Six-hour drive. Six drive, huh? That's that's the distance from here to Memphis. So, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, the last song of yours we're going to listen to, it's a song called Interactions. Does that tie into what we were just talking about? Because it kind of feels like it would. Yeah, I would say so. How so? Um. You know, for for me, I've always been a fan of, you know, you know, kind of progressive rock, you know, prog rock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of my attempt, you know, to, it was my attempt to fuse the elements of prog rock that I really like in some jazz fusion with some of the traditional rhythms and stuff that um, I that I play and some of the traditional instruments that I play. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to give it a listen. How's that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Our guest is Kieran Wood from Grand Island, Nebraska. And this last song of his is called Interactions.
Interactions with Kieran Wood on the Music of America podcast. Kieran, anybody would have told me when I first started this podcast, we're going to have a really enjoyable session talking just about percussion. I'd say how, and now I know. Oh, this is so cool. This is so good. It's, it's informative to me, which I dig a lot. You know, I, I love music and I love learning about music, but now I, I learn not just about like the djembe and everything else that you perform with percussion, but like the story behind it, the, the, a little bit of the culture behind it. And it just enhances that instrument for me and hopefully for our audience as well. So. Yes, no, for sure. The culture and the context surrounding these instruments really, they kind of go in hand in hand. Yeah. You know, these instruments, you know, back in the day were very functional. So, if, you know, it's just one of those things where the, to understand these instruments, you have to understand the culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a didgeridoo. Right. I went to a, a concert. A, a friend of mine came in who lives in Hawaii, came in town. He's like, I took him out to dinner. He says, I want to take you out to see this guy, whoever this guy is, because he's huge. He's huge on the didgeridoo. I said, I don't even know what a didgeridoo is. <laughs> and I went online and watched this guy perform some stuff. I said, well, that's interesting, Paul. Let's go. And because I knew of the history then of the instrument, then I got to appreciate it that much more. Had I not, seriously, Kieran, to me, I would have been gone, going to a concert to hear noise. Right. You know? I totally so, get that. It's really cool. Well, this is the last segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. This is exactly what it is. Shamelessly self-promote yourself. How do we get in touch with you? How do we hire you? How do we support you? How do we buy your stuff? So um, the best way you can support me um, would be to follow my Instagram or Facebook page. Um, Facebook, it's Kieran Wood Music, K-E-E-R-A-N-W-O-O-D-E music m-u-s-i-c like a spelling bee champion or something <laughs> and my instagram handle is at kieran wood music the same um okay. you can stream my ep cross-cultural connections on any streaming platform if you're interested in supporting my financially with that you can find it on Bandcamp. um you can I have a YouTube channel, so if you go to Kieran Wood Music on YouTube, you can check out some videos on there. Um, my website is kieranwoodmusic.com. If you want to come support me, um, I do gig announcements on there. Um, the upcoming gigs that I can think of right now, um, I'm playing drum set with a band called The Swimbirds in Lincoln on January 12th. See if I can't pull up the. Is that uh, original rock kind of music? Is that original yeah, funk? A, is it? I would. I think we call ourselves Latin funk. Okay. So that would be. I mean, it's a, we. You know, we play rock and all of that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, we're playing at Misfits in the Haymarket okay. district of Lincoln, Nebraska. Um. If you're interested in collaborating, if you need a, you know, a percussionist, you can, you know, reach out to me on any of those social media platforms. I'm open to session work. I'm open to collaborating. If Bruce Springsteen, for some reason, needs another percussionist, needs <laughs> I, will, I will happily give my services up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm young. I'm, you know, I'm full of energy. I... 
I do have a lot to bring to the table, but I, at the same time, you know, I want to credit all of the people that, you know, sure. you know, come before me and done all of that stuff. Wouldn't so. it be cool to go full circle that if somebody heard this is listening to this podcast, it says, I want him to play with me in my concert in Ghana. Oh, let's do it. I'm and going, I'm and then you now. fell in love and then you oh, stay in Ghana. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the one thing, you know, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, if you want to support me, <laughs> buy me a plane buy me ticket. A ticket. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, Kieran, thank you again. Thank you for uh, a great education and uh, just a really good interview. I mean, you just, you, you make understanding this so easy for an old guy that's really kind of slow sometimes. So thank really so appreciate, re- appreciate your art as, as an art form. And I appreciate what you do as a musician as well. So two different worlds and they meet and I love how they met, you know. Thank you. And Happy New Year. Yes, you too. Thank you. Kieran Wood from Grand Island, Nebraska. Music of America podcast continues. We're still in Nebraska. And up next, the Scabby Ghouls. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America. (laughs) 